Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. I just don't know what to say. Breath. Yeah, what was well, that you know, deep breath for? Are you sad or confused or is there a lot on your mind? What is that? It sounded very contemplative. It was a mixture of I don't know what else to say except how are you doing? And second of all, <laughs> we do have a lot to cover today. <laughs> yes, we do. There's a lot going on. God, it's just amazing. We were just, we were just rattling off ideas. Some days we were just like, um, today, no problems. So why don't we just jump right into that? Um, although, actually, tell me, how was AdTech? You were just at that, weren't you? Oh, yeah. AdTech was cool. I, I didn't get to go to PubCon because I was at AdTech. And it reminded me of a lot of SES conferences in the past. So, you know, the, the, the search conferences, in my mind, is, have been getting a little bit less crowded with vendors and more heavy on, on presentations, which is great in some aspects. I walked in this one, and the show floor was ginormous. It really reminded me of like, you know, 2006, 2007 era of SES. Giant Google booth, giant Bing and Yahoo booths. You know, everywhere you looked, there was vendors. It took me 45 minutes just to walk up and down the vendors to see who was there. So wow. that was exciting. But, it, but at the same time, I didn't get to see nearly everything because there wasn't enough time to see it all. So, what kind of uh, cool swag? Come on, dish, dish, dish. Um, 
I, I got to sit in the Google photo booth, which was kind of cool. They gave me like little Polaroids and sent stuff to my Picasso account. Um, <laughs> swag though is a little bit weak. I mean, I think the, the vendors in all the shows are pulling back on swag. I mean, not even really many t-shirts at all. I think I saw one company giving away t-shirts, one giving away ball caps, pens galore, candy, you know, throw your business card in to try to win stuff. But swag was kind of on the downturn. Can't say I blame them. I mean, it's not like oh I mean, yeah, we do I take it get, home. But <laughs> I did get one cool thing that I gave to my son as a challenge. There was this puzzle box from a company that was doing online games, and it was a clear box with a marble that had like mazes on all the sides of the box, and in the center of the box was a dollar bill. And if you got the ball into the right spot and slid the lever over, you could open the box and get the dollar, which I thought was kind of cool. My son took like you know a day and a half, and he finally got the buck out. So nice. <laughs> That's yeah. a really good idea. Oh, I get that to Xander. He'd end up just breaking it just to get it. To and, and I thought it <laughs> yeah, it's a told him he can't break it. But I thought it was really good because it tied directly into their their marketing message was turning games into dollars. I thought that was really clever. And if I remembered their name, I'd give them a plug right now, but I don't. <laughs> That's not good branding then. <laughs> I know. I was more interested in the, the box didn't have their brand on it. The toy didn't. Oh. I was looking at it. It had their little message, but it didn't have their brand on it, which Jeez, was a mistake. At least take a felt and write on it <laughs> or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that is, that's too bad because it is a brilliant idea. I mean, that just, that's marketing genius, except yeah. <laughs> the follow through. One little flaw. <laughs> just tiny. Yeah, just tiny. Well, yeah. I'm glad to hear it was good. Did you get, did you learn anything new? Um, nope, not really. <laughs> I hate to say it. I didn't get to go. I only got to go to part of one session, so it's not their fault. I didn't learn anything. It was my fault. I didn't learn anything. So I was just was too busy to go to too many sessions. What were you doing? Um, I did some interviews for Brasco and Webmaster Radio. There was a number of interesting vendors. They actually had some really interesting marketing ideas on on how to get people to make money off their websites. And there's they all seem to be in that market. And, but it was really some good interviews. Um, and then I was actually just doing work stuff, trying to get work done. There you go. Well, I, someday I'd like to go to AdTech. It seemed like a cool thing to go to, mostly because it's in New York. Any reason to get there is a good thing. But you just, uh, just come visit me now. I'm close enough where you can come visit me, and we'll go to New York. Yay! That'll be good. Except I got to bring bring the wife. She'd kill me if I went to New York without her. Anyway, let's get to something <laughs> here. <laughs> um, right. So the first uh, first bit of news is Google has added the plus one to images. They've continued their slow crawl to getting everything into plus one and uh, into the Google Plus uh, realm. And it's it's quite cool. The idea is if you go and do a search for. Um, Let's say Remembrance Day photos. That's what we call it in Canada, uh, uh, the, our, our Memorial Day. Anyways, uh, if you're looking for photos uh, for uh, of a poppy, you would go through and it would prioritize them uh, based on the, the quality of your search, whatever. That's, that doesn't really change as far as I know. However, the ones that have turned out to be ones your friends have recommended will uh, appear a little more obviously. I gather they're going to have the... Uh, uh, you know, suggested by this person, uh, sort of a, their right. name be below each image. Interesting, not phenomenal, but yeah. interesting. <laughs> but 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 the way they show it in the in the article in Blogspot, the Inside Search um, article about this, mm-hmm. when they show the search results, they show two images in the article: one a picture with the with the plus one button underneath it. Then they show a standard image search results page that shows that image in there. To me, that implies that they're using those plus one clicks in the image results algorithm. 
So it's almost to the point where if you give more pluses on your image, you might show up higher in the algorithm. It just it makes sense. They don't specifically say, say that, do they? No, well, I would have said that without a doubt, but when I'm looking at the same image you are, the Mount Kilimanjaro summit photo they have here of, of, a research, of some search, and they don't show every single one of the images at the top having a recommendation. You'd think if it was – so obviously it's a blend. Um, they're going to do it based mm-hmm. on the quality of the image and probably how often it's been used. And if there's someone who's recommended it, maybe that'll influence where it shows up. Oh, so sure. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a huge influence, but I think it looks like it might be at least another an, another influencer in that image search algorithm. Definitely. How much of an influencer? Who knows? Yeah, at this point. and and really, we're not going to spend a lot of time figuring it out. Although I know there are people who would, because right. uh, there's many sites out there that focus a lot on image traffic. Um, I was actually surprised the other day I was doing yeah. some research on and our somebody site. will and what? we found we were getting tons of traffic from a few images we had. I was just kind of shocked. It just goes to show if you name them right, it does work. And somebody will do that research because they because they are interested, and once we find it, we'll share it. Exactly. It all comes around. Yes, it does. <laughs> Take away in the next one. <laughs> so this is actually really cool because I, I, I saw this this week, and I was like, wow, why didn't I know about this before? So there's this site called thinkwithgoogle.com, and it's been around for a while. Um, and I didn't really know about it, but they've had some things um, on that site that are really interesting. Um, Think Quarterly, which really talks about their financial and what they're doing with their money and their investments. They have Think Voices, which ties into industry leaders and academics who share what's going on in advertising and marketing landscape. So it's really interesting. But they just recently released Think Insights, which is to me is, is phenomenal. It's something that anybody who's even in thinking about working in the online marketing space needs to go to Think Insights and read it. It's a thinkwithgoogle.com slash thinkinsights. And what they do is they have a bunch of you know different categories of information they provide. Now, some of it is like they're pushing their tools. Like they have a planning tools, work with our tools. But they give you, they give you links to them and how to use them and a bunch of information. But the stuff they really like in there, they have facts and statistics and a research library and the latest insights, what's the most you know, current stuff they put ahead and, and thinking ahead. But the, the research library is great. So if you go into the research library portion of it, it breaks it down by industry. If you're business to business or financial services or restaurants, then they give you studies and videos and infographics all about, you know, how that works from a marketing perspective. They talk about media platforms, whether it's cross media, display, search, social, video even. And they bring up the audience, marketing objective. And it's just really wonderful the way they've put together all this information. Um, and and they, if you're not, you know, in this space, it's probably not going to be interesting to you. But if you are in this space, you go here, you're going to be like me and you're going to start salivating because I love this kind of stuff. And it's a lot of information. And, uh, you know, I just don't have enough time to read it all, but I'm going to find it. Yeah, you you could. I mean, if you want to go read through this, it's, it's a joke, really. I mean, you've, you've got to you're going to have to put away a few days of time Absolutely. just to read it. Absolutely, got, and it's all like the kind of stuff you'd spend a fortune on to get access to on statistical sites. Um, it's it's incredible, and it's all in beautiful graphs, all stuff you can embed in your own websites, uh, industry yep. stats, media platform stats. Like, uh, 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 let's see here, uh, da, da, da. featured in industry, over eighty nine percent of traffic generated by search ads is not replaced by organic search results when ads are paused. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, every minute more than five hundred tweets contain YouTube links. Little things, you know. I mean, if you do that kind of research. 
this stuff's really valuable. I mean, and, and, oh yeah. Uh, one of the ones that I was most impressed with was uh, latest insights, and it said there's one called the Zero Moment of Truth, and it's all about uh, what it what customer interactions online and how whether or not they're going to lead to an online or offline sale and how that interaction takes place. And they've got phenomenal data and videos, and uh, it's yeah, total eye candy and tons of studies and everything. Oh yeah, and they have a lot of little. I love the the facts and stats section, and they have lots of little one liners. If you need something for a presentation, you're looking for like a, a wow moment for people. They have lots of little one one liners, like um, you know, advertisers achieve seven to one ROI on investments in search based marketing, and they give you the it's from a McKinsey. They tell you where it's from the the report, so you can use this stuff. There are you know 191.4 million search users. And it's from eMarketer, July 2011, and they give you all this stuff. It's great for people who are doing presentations all the time, and you need to to, to add that kind of stuff. There's bunches and bunch of this kind of stuff in there. Frankly, it's about time this stuff became affordable. In other words, free. Because <laughs> yeah, I hate exactly. paying for this stuff. <laughs> I love this one. Adding seller ratings to a search ad can boost CTR by over 10%. You know, it's like, okay, that's easy to do. Boom, done. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, I think you cut out it's there all, for me. How, what, what was the percentage? Um, 10%. But this is even great. I've, I've used this statistic for a while, but it was old. So Google internal data as of 2011 16% of daily queries on Google have never been seen before. So I was using 20 to 25%. Now it's down to 16. But that's 2011 data directly from Google. So before it was just kind of people were guessing and estimating on old numbers. That's exactly what it is now. 16% of every search made has never been done before, which is great. One thing that, uh, again, we're raving, 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 but there's a good reason for it. Wait till you go and check out thinkwithgoogle.com. You're going to love it. But um, under, uh, which area is this? This is the latest insights. There's an area called mobile now. I cannot wait to get digging into this. Um, One of the areas, it's uh, it's all about mobile, what it takes to get into it, um, why you should be in it. They've got insights on smartphone users, mobile marketers. You know, they've got reasons why you need to get in there and, frankly, you could convert that into why your clients need to get there. This is kind of valuable data you need to convince them. For example, 85% of mobile devices will be web-enabled by next year. And it's grown four times in the past year. That's mobile search. Um, it's on and on. And there's videos. Um, going mobile from why to how is a great video. It's a tutorial. It goes on and on. I keep finding awesome stuff. This is a great one. From uh, Alex from Ogilvy, basically in February, fifty-seven percent of people talk more online than they do in real life. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> Scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is great stuff. I mean, definitely recommend go dig through this. It'll, it'll take you hours to just even hit the surface, but it's wonderful stuff. Frankly, uh, we're giving away a good one here, but uh, this stuff is Twitter gold. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> this is not the kind of stuff that gets retweeted in a heartbeat. And you can bet yep. if you're watching my Twitter feed, which is at Ross Dunn, uh, <laughs> you're definitely <laughs> going to be seeing this. <laughs> Are you sourcing it, though, to the right stuff? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. On my website. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty awesome. And I, I, I'm so happy to have this stuff, again, for presentations. This is the kind of thing that makes it so much easier. And it looks pretty, which is even, even better. So, yep. um, 
So the next one is about the authorship markup. Now, we've talked about this rel equals author before. Um, for those who weren't listening to the last episode or what the one that we were talking about, it on, I can't even remember which one it was. Uh, rel equals author. In a, in a couple, we've talked okay. about this. Um, it's it's a, a tag that you add to articles you've written. And what it does is it, it tells Google – I'm not going to get all the specifics and how it's done. It's not the simplest thing. However, that's part of what I'm going to talk about um, in terms of the fact that it's gotten easier. Uh, when you put this on an article, it will Google, if it determines you're worth, worthy of it, they will put your image in Google search next to the content if it shows up in a, a fairly, I guess, I guess it would, if it shows up anywhere, but mainly you're going to see it in the top 20 because that's where you're searching. Um, all right. Jumping all over the place today. Anyways, uh, the point is they've made it easier. It used to be a rigmarole to get this set up. Now you can get your authorship markup by simply well, – you have to have a Google profile. They have, that's across the board. But when you have a Google profile, it tells you to go into your profile. Go to uh, – what was it? Uh, company, I believe it was. Uh, and, and in that – or contact information and in there you can add an email address and then it's going to ask you to verify it and as long as you use that email address in the connection to your name on the post they will give you the the proper credit uh seems a bit weak in my opinion but so far my, my my problem with that is you have to put your email address in your code which makes it you know open for crawlers and people to to, to crawl and scrape your email address to put you on spam lists Mm-hmm. So I don't personally think that's a great thing if you're, they're requiring you to put your email in the code of your page because I've for many years have not done that very specifically to keep myself off spammer email lists because they crawl websites all the time mm-hmm. looking for people who put their email in there so they could just you know scrape it off and stick it in a list. Yeah, it's very true. Um, I Honestly, I got so excited about it being easier. I hadn't thought it's such a simple thing. Um, the, the fact is you're right. I mean that's, that's a, not exactly a good thing. Now they didn't say whether or not this countermanded the more sophisticated option, which didn't release your email address. I would hope it doesn't right. because that's – at least you know you can do that. Um, exactly. And if you want to know more about that, anyone listening, uh, you can go to uh, – just type in rel, that's R-E-L equals author um, in Google search, Google search. And there's a ton of uh, tutorials out there. Uh, and you can always go the longer route. So uh, pretty yeah. cool. Um, and not anyways, another nice. one of the benefits is – um, in the search listings, uh, if you happen to appear next to your article, they now people now have the option to add you to their Google Plus circles directly from search. Yeah, very, very cool. Something I'm noting on the example of the, the Inside Search blog spot here, they use Danny Sullivan, of course, uh-huh. but his <laughs> they've also he I guess he did a Google Plus post about the article next to it. And they say underneath his underneath his name, they say there's 11 comments on Danny Sullivan's Google Plus post in the search results, telling you how much interaction is happening on Google Plus related to this search result. So if you had, to me, that's pretty exciting that they're in the search results telling you how many people are talking about this this topic in Google Plus. So if if you see there's 200 people talking about this, you know automatically this is an engaged conversation. There's people. There's some interesting stuff here. You might be much more likely to click through than if there's nobody talking about it. Well, and the key thing there is it does one thing that Google has promised it would do, or at least has, has forecasted it would do, and that's to offer the ability to see counter um, opinions. So you can click on this that that. 
that comments and actually go to them and see what people have thought in regards to what he wrote. And I think that's mm-hmm. really important. That that really adds another level of trust, in my opinion, to Google. So uh, I think that's good on them, definitely. Well, you know, now, let's take a quick break and, and, and we'll finish this up a little more. This WebmasterRadio.fm program is presented by AFCONEvents.com, A-F-F-C-O-N-Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or register today at AFCONEvents.com. SEO 101 will be excited for a road trip. Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Right after recess. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Podcasting at 
the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm with John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. For the break, we are discussing the, uh, the, the new implementation of REL equals author, at least the, the simpler one, uh, which we raised an issue on, uh, thanks to John, um, that you know this does mean you have to show your email address within results, which is not a good thing. Um, anyways, you were, you were about to mention something about the markup. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about the idea that, that in that search result listing, they're also talking about comments in Google+, um, how many comments are happening on that particular article, on that particular post. And that kind of ties into something else that happened last week where um, we heard that it actually happened a little before last week. I just don't know if we mentioned it yet, where Googlebot is now crawling Ajax and JavaScript comments um, in a lot of systems, like hosted systems like Discuss. Um, it really came out because of the Facebook comments. Embedded Facebook comments are now being crawled and indexed um, where they weren't before. And I wonder if that ties into this. So at some point, are they going to be putting the number of comments based on those crawls as well in other listings, so other blogs, other places that have comments, if they're going to put that information in the search results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, at least now they can see that face, those Facebook comments and all that stuff. So Facebook data is now crawlable and now can be integrated into results. And, and I think the movements that Google are making right, Google's making right now are, are awesome. Uh, they're really yeah. making some cool stuff. The stuff that we've been kind of wondering for ages whether or not they would do. Or It's one of those things I find the stuff they're doing now, these little small changes are stuff that I've run into before and gone, hey, why didn't mm-hmm. they do this? And then I forget about it. <laughs> you, you, know what I think, you know what I think it is? And I've, I've got the same feeling you do about what's going on in search right now. For, for the, say before, you know, about six months ago, I, you had the feeling that Google has really been focusing on products that make them money. They've kind of ignored search for like a couple of years almost. And now it seems like all of a sudden they remembered they're a search engine. I was like, what do we do now? Oh, let's, let's start tweaking. Let's start putting all these things, resources into these things to make our search better, um, which they hadn't been doing for so long, it seemed like. And I think it's all around what Sergey has brought in, which is you know, being the new CEO. Look – this is what we're doing. We're making everything consult. We're consolidating everything. We're creating a really cohesive image of what Google is uh, and what it can do for you, and that's phenomenal. Although they are shutting down things, they, I, my opinion, they shouldn't shut down. I think this is a really good move. Yeah, but what, isn't Larry the new CEO, not Sergey? Oh, sorry. Thank you, Larry. Uh, yeah, I yeah, just making sure. I was I was hoping I didn't miss something. <laughs> yes, I always get that confused. All right. Yeah, I, I totally agree because I know that the focus at Google has changed um, since he's come in because he cut down a lot of things that were just not really doing anything for them. Um, a lot of the lab stuff that really was taking up time and having them focus on pushing out really good things instead of just working on things that may or may not get pushed out. And, so, and again, uh, eliminating desktop search, dumb. Yeah. Too many things are removing. Anyway, okay, we're moving on. <laughs> um, what's what's next? 
Well, you had mentioned, I think we've talked about this slightly on a show, and it was in Matt's, Matt's video that you did the whole recap of, where Google had been talking about the idea, especially with the Panda update. They even came out a little bit with the Panda update. There's the word excessive ads are going to cause you problems. And that was part of the Panda update. Well, this week, or last week, I should say, um, at PubCon, during Matt's keynote address, he's very specifically said that they are working on brand new algorithms that are going to address two things. One, ad-heavy pages and content above the fold. Um, so to me, that's a very clear indication that you know he specifically said testing algorithms that determine what are the things that matter and how much content is above the fold. If you have ads obscuring your content, you might want to think about it. Uh, you know, so to, you know, everybody's taking that as they've got algorithms that are looking specifically for where content is placed on the page and how many ads and how, you know, how are you using ads on your pages? We've heard rumblings and things about this before. This is, to me, this is the very first, very specific, yes, this is what's happening kind of comment moment. So if you're redesigning, if you're looking at, you know, your sites and wondering if you have enough content on the page above the fold or if you need to have more, this is a real clue that, you know, maybe not today, but at least in, you know, by the end of first quarter next year, it might be something to be really aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's and, – and I remember almost to the word what he was saying in that uh, uh, video that I, I annotated, and that was that uh, they were looking above the fold. They wanted to be sure that there wasn't a lot of ads, and if there was, uh, that would affect – rankings um, whether or not it was quote unquote being called a penalty no I mean he didn't use that as a that word and the fact that he did in this kind is a, is a really good indicator that there's some well something to take heed of and and I think it's great and, uh, and what, what what hits me directly is he used the exact phrase how much content is above the fold he didn't say mm-hmm. if your ads were above the fold he says if you're ad heavy but he said specifically how much content is above the fold and the question to me came since since we publish newspaper sites which our home pages a lot of the, a lot of it is links to internal content how much is, is a link counted as content you know or is it a link and do you have to have plain text content? So there's still a lot to be determined on this, I think. But I'm personally leaning towards the conservative side where you need content and it's plain text content above mm-hmm. the fold. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it kind of just makes sense. It's all about you – know, everything about SEO, frankly, is, is common sense. It's not exactly – there's nothing common about common sense. That's the one big problem. But um, it, it's it's – wouldn't that just make sense? You don't want to drive people away because the first thing they're going to see is an ad. No, you want them to see the content and then slowly work in the ads because obviously we need to make money. Everyone needs to make money, but you don't. You want the the, the content to speak for itself first. So again, yeah. just logic. Yeah, and there's different there's different uses usages of ads that work better than others, and. Sometimes people they really they're used to the income they're making on their sites, and those those ads above the fold tend to make more money because they're up there. So it's going to be hard for a lot of people to, to scale that back. I, I, I know it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, another thing that happened uh, is Adobe has dropped the support for uh, mobile. Uh, which Apple is, wins. Apple wins. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple fanboy. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they did. No, they did. They won. Uh, we all lost. That's the way I look at it. Um, Booze. 
flash rocks on a mobile if if you can get it you know if you have something that actually works with it which is everything else except for apple um. <laughs> there's not much you can do in flash from a design perspective that you can't do in html5 which works better on mobile true oh yeah no there's no question it's not it's something that's, that had to change over time um i'm just hoping that this flash development you know, for example, I know that Android just released, or I mean, Adobe just released the latest Flash for Android that is going to even uh, even takes into account Tegra three chipsets, which are the new video graphic chipset chipsets in the next version of tablets. So they're future proofing a lot of their con- their their plugins right now. So that's good because um, there is going to be a significant wait period before HTML five takes hold, uh, especially since. Quite a few browsers. I, I, now I'm talk, speaking because of personal experience, but through my programmer who's been researching it and learning it, that there's quite a few browsers still that poorly support HTML5, and you've got to bet that that's inclusive of many mobile ones as well. True, and, and I've been reading about a lot. Of, I've been doing some research and studying, learning HTML5 myself. Thanks to you, Ross. Thank you, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he got me a book. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And and I I can I can see how that is definitely going to be it's going to be a long rollout and I don't think that app you know Adobe stopping Flash development in mobile apps is is means they're going to stop completely I know they they fired 750 people at the same time so they're not going to I don't think they're going to innovate anymore I don't know if they're going to stop supporting what's already out there I don't think that's going to happen unless you've read no. something I something different no no it's it's just I think it's my understanding, at least logically, anyway, I, I haven't read enough about it to be frank, but um, would be that it's just okay. It's time for us to stop building this. There's no point. Uh, let's wait and and uh, let HTML5 roll in. Meanwhile, here's a latest update. Uh, have Have you heard anything about how this impacts Adobe Air, or does no, it? No, I haven't. That's a good point. Adobe Air is built into so many programs now. Yeah, what well, is, is the base for so many programs? I should say, huh? That's a good point. I don't know, uh, but I guess we could move on to the next topic then. Uh, why don't you take that away? So, what's next on the agenda here? Um, I guess we're going to talk about Google's market share. Um, Comscore came out with the reports again, and and for October, and oh, surprise, surprise, Google's the number one <laughs> market share <laughs> search engine. They they rose. Um, Last month, to sixty-five point three 0.3% from September, but still uh-huh. that's two thirds. It's like they own two thirds of search. Still, yeah. I was so interested not- to see Yahoo's share slipping, though. I mean, it's about time. I would expect Bing's going to ultimately take that over, but it just goes to show yeah. how many people are still stuck on Yahoo. It's amazing to me. Actually, have you heard any more about the the buyout? So, there, like last month, sometime there was news that both Microsoft. And Google were in talks to buy Yahoo once again. Um, have you heard any more about that? It just kind of disappeared off my radar. No. Until anything gets serious, that kind of just goes, ah, whatever. Yeah, pretty uh, much. It's more like link bait. People say, oh, something's happening, and then they go on to the next one. Yeah. One thing that I, I noticed here, I'm, I'm just clicking on it now because, frankly, I when I first heard about this, uh, what? Um, Google has dropped the Gmail application for the BlackBerry smartphone. Yeesh. Yep. Yep. And they, at the same time, they just launched brand new Apple Gmail applications for the iPhone and iPads. I mean, <laughs> really nice ones, actually. Oh, dear. 
Rim, I feel for Apple. you guys. Apple wins again. Oh, shush. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, I don't understand. I, 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 <laughs> so, 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 so tell me this, Ross. Why is BlackBerry still even relevant? Are they doing anything to keep up? I, I, don't, I don't know. They could be. I just My sister swears by BlackBerry. I don't know why, but she does. Um, what are they doing to stay up with, with you know, what's going on with Android and, and everything else? They're a different market. That's why they're doing well still. I mean, they're, they are the premium enterprise platform. I mean, not many enterprises, I mean, cutting-edge ones maybe, um, would have iPhones. Um, they're just not as easy to, to do all the uh, integration. You know, the keypad is so helpful. As uh, far as I know, although I, I do believe they had issues with their security, at one point anyway, they were the security platform of choice too. Um, yeah, secure platforms. I, I, I know our company. When we've got we've got thousands of employees, we have two choices for phones: Android or iPhone. BlackBerry isn't even in the in the equation for us. Mm-hmm. You know, hmm. so I, that's, I guess that's why I'm wondering why. What do they have that are keeping people sticking sticking with that? Is it like a? Is it just the the, the history and the the? I don't know. Yeah, I think it must be because a lot of these people have bought enterprise servers. I don't think there is a server for Android or iPhone, is there? I mean, obviously they work with many types of servers, but there's not. Yeah, I don't one. think you need them. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's you can push and pull a little better. I, I'm really speaking with what general little information I have about their enterprise platform, but I work with many companies that still use it, and I still know fanboys out there. They love BlackBerry. Uh, so I don't know. It, it, financial companies use them all the time. Uh, at least the banks. Banks are almost, at least in Canada, everyone I've seen seems to have uh, BlackBerry. So um, you have you have banks in Canada? We got a few, yeah, just a few. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you're Even destroying my Canada. image. You're destroying my image of dog sleds and <laughs> oh, <laughs> your fur coats. <laughs> to cut to cut uh, to finish this off here, uh, one of the things I saw on, on Facebook it just made me howl was that uh, apparently. Um, a few of the TV shows had mentioned this, or the talk shows were laughing about this. Uh, there's a, a comment that uh, uh, police went to see what was going on because they found out they heard there was some suspicious flashlight use okay. <laughs> near the downtown of a particular town. I don't know which town. It was somewhere in the states. And uh, when they got up to them, they realized, "Oh no, it's okay. It's it's just a bunch of Canadians going for a walk with flashlights." <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> wow. <laughs> When, who, who posts that? Who, who writes that in the newspaper? <laughs> must, it must have been a slow news day. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> but it's funny either way. Well, anyway, um, thank you everyone for listening to us today. We're definitely a little over time, so uh, thank you. And I, I hope you managed to get some nuggets out of all that information we shared. Uh, remember, our show is on 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern every Monday. And uh, we hope you check in next week. Uh, that said, I hope you have a great week. We're doing a live show next week, aren't we? Possibly. Possibly. Okay. That'd be cool if we could. I like live shows. Yeah. Actually, actually, it's almost a certainty, isn't it? Yes. So, yes. Let's say yes. yes. Nice. <laughs> so, everybody show up in the chat room for the live show Monday, 5 o'clock next week, and get some interaction going, too. Awesome. Nice. And that's 2 p.m. Pacific for my Canadian, or actually, I should just say Western brethren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 5 p.m. Right. Eastern time. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep.
Well, you know, no, let's take a quick break and, and, and we'll finish this up a little more after, okay? You got it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> good. You asked me, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I get the answer. <laughs> All right, let's take a break here and I'll get 